The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the world, and most importantly, our possums. What is up? We are back for another episode of Offensive Points Podcast. It is getting to be crunch time. You are all in drafts. We are here to help you. We're going to have a good time. So follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter. We uh, we post some news when we hear about it and have some fun arguments back and forth. We would love to get you guys in on those. So if we post something, you guys hate it, let us know. I'd love to argue with you and prove you wrong. So that would be fun. Um, I'm here with Josh and Billy. And uh, before we get going, guys, I just want to say uh, this is this is crunch time. Like we said, we're getting injuries. We are getting tr- last-minute trades that are throwing us all off. If you have drafted already and are affected by these, be calm. Take a deep breath. This is where you put your work in. You Fantasy may be entitled football. to financial compensation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, asbestos. Um, anyway, mesothelioma. <laughs> if uh, you do not win or lose your leagues at the draft, what you do after the draft is what's going to define your season. If you really think you're just going to draft and let it ride all year, um, I really want to know how many of you have been successful doing that, unless you're in a best ball league. Um, but please be calm, make some trades, drop some players, use the waiver wire. It can be replaced. I've lost at the end. I have Damian Harris. I have Daryl Henderson. It, it's it's a shit storm right now. But if we just play our cards right, it'll all work out. So do not freak out. If you have any questions, we are here to help you. So without further ado, Josh, Joss, Joss Hall, and Billy, what's up, man? Um, draft season. 
right now. We Jeez. are we are currently drafting our best ball for offensive points with a lot of uh, good good listeners and had some great conversations in the chat. I, I've actually this is the best conversation I've ever had over a whole draft. I mean, obviously these drafts, especially with people in the UK and all over the place, it's great to like get to know some of these people and kind of learn their teams, learn their players. A lot of people have this Tyler guy keeps snagging people right before me. It's pretty phenomenal. I, I just, I love the conversation. I love drafting. Everyone loves drafting and it's that time it's draft season. We're all excited. Yeah. Shout out to everyone in that league, especially the guys that are overseas. Cause I, it's, a, I'm actually impressed at how, fast they can draft um because they're you know six hours ahead of us from where we're at right now so the guys kinda... are going to bed at you know when we're eating lunch and stuff so <laughs> right. it's kind of fun having it's dinner fun. when we're having breakfast it's it's just it's funny it's i i, I love it i i'm really happy this league's worked out i'm glad the chat's popping like we have i literally it hasn't stopped having conversations i mean something just got in there right now as we were just talking right so it's been a lot of fun I, i'm excited and for a 28 round draft, it's actually moving pretty well. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. Nubs shares the uh, Colts love that I have this year. I love the, the boys Colts had love. a soft spot for him. So, shout out to Nubs. Um, yeah, speaking of that draft, Etienne in the fifth kind of fucked me. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm literally hey, scrambling it's, here. <laughs> it's best ball, and I think you recovered really well. Those three running backs that you, I love that you just grabbed three running backs after the news came out. You're like, fuck it, I need them all. Yeah, uh, it's it's. It's go time, ladies. It's crunch time. Yeah. Shout out to the guys in that league that help us fill that league. Um, we needed a couple more spots, and the Brits came through. So we appreciate that. I have a feeling this will be a league for from years to come. I mean, obviously, this is the best ball league right now, but I, I just feel like this has good dynasty written all over it. Not this exact draft, but I can see John us Fisher, I want your team. John Fisher's will, looks I, great. I will pay you cash money for your team. Going QB in the first fucking round and recovering <laughs> like that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Had, had no idea that it wasn't quarterback or uh, oh, fuck I, two quarterback premium. I really thought he would pick up that it wasn't super flex after the first five picks weren't uh, quarterbacks, but he went for it. And I, you know what? He's, yeah, recovered quite well. Team looks fucking great. All right. Well, let's get Jordan's into Jordan's team, on the other hand. Psh. What's that dude doing? Yeah, I never understand what that guy's <laughs> doing. He's he's I don't know. He's doing the weird double thing where he takes, you know, two players back to back from the same position and I don't really understand it, but whatever. I got to throw occasion. some shade at the Godfather, so. The Godfather. Jesus, don't The general school. Oh my god, I was on his podcast 2 days ago and he made me defend the Eagles like I've never defended them in my entire life and I almost was ill afterwards. I really I, appreciate you. Yeah, he forced me into it. It was uh, ridiculous it's gonna get scrubbed from the internet it'll be gone by some point all right let's get into some news though we had for all intents and purposes a big trade this morning sony michelle is now an la ram um he's coming over from new england they got a couple of conditional late round picks in return and what do we think is this a freak out about daryl henderson's uh thumb injury do they really not trust daryl henderson what what are we thinking they had to do something. They, I, yeah. Josh, go ahead. You can tell. Oh it. no, I was just gonna say I completely agree. I don't think this is. I don't think this hurts anyone's value. I think if anything, it boosts Sony Michelle's value. That was the one thing that it really did. I don't think Henderson's value is at stake here. I think what happened was is they didn't really like what they saw behind there. Like Xavier Jones and Funk. I mean, maybe they just they just didn't like what they saw there. 
Henderson had that thumb thing. They were like, all right, it's time. We need another one. They were always going to be a split backfield. I know everyone thinks Akers was going to take off and just be this monster or whatever, but it was always Henderson was always going to have a role. And I think this way, Sony Michelle really gets something to prove because he's always been in that uh, committee backfield. And now it looks like it'll be a, du- a duo. So he's got something to prove. And I think that offensive line and that offense in general is just great. So Sony's going to have some running lanes and he's going to have a great time. I think Sony Michelle is obviously draftable at this point. And uh, I really, I don't even know what his value is, but I'm sure it's too low. It, it probably is. Um, the thought process I think is that Sean McVay had a package made for Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson was already on the roster and not going to be a part of that package as much. So I'm sure that this is just a way to kind of split up that work a little bit and try to get one of the two guys going. And, you know, if Daryl Henderson's not having a good game, maybe Michelle can. Michelle's not having a good game. Maybe, uh, you know, Daryl Henderson. I Is this, I mean, it's going to tank. I, I think it tanks Daryl Henderson's value a little bit because I think that if they're going to, he's going to let ride the hot hand, which will be Daryl Henderson to start. But if he starts slipping a little bit, we could see what happened with Cam Akers and you put Sony Michelle in, which we've seen, we've seen Sony Michelle's work. He was already losing to Damian Harris and then Ramon J. Stevenson was coming on like a freight train. So, I mean, that kind of showed where his value was anyway. So, I, you know, I think this kind of just shows a little bit of not as much confidence in Daryl Henderson. Yeah. I think Henderson definitely profiles as the one there. Um, Sony is a, a damn good change of pace, like kind of, you know, different guy. He is very explosive, but like you said, we've seen his work. I mean, he's even with one of the best offensive lines in football, he did not necessarily light it up at all. So Henderson picks up the chunk yardage. I, I think it'll be 60 40. You know, 70 30. 70 30 closer, I think, at least to start. I agree, but I think at the same time, like you said, hot hand might be a thing here. And I think that, yeah, we didn't see it from Sony, but Sony never really had more than 11 carries a game. So like he never really had the chance to be that like only back only down back since you know a couple of years back. So I think this gives him a chance to prove that he's worth it at least. So this is I mean not saying it's his last shot, but it's his last good shot on a great team. Agreed. Yeah, I, I just uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Okay, so let's flip this to the Patriots. So Damian Harris is now pretty much the solidified one there. There's not really. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, I believe in him. I hope everybody listened and picked him up in Dynasty because it looks like he's going to have a role. I honestly think there might be a little J.J. Taylor love coming on here. He's really shown a lot in this preseason. You know, Ramondre has too. Um, and I think that backfield might be Damian Harris's to lose, but definitely going to have some work for Stevenson and maybe Taylor. And then, you know, you've always got James White hanging around. Um, yeah. so what, what do we think of the Patriots backfield? I think Ramondre, and I'm sure Joe will disagree with this, and that's fine, but I think Ramondre is still a work in progress. I mean, obviously, Belichick wants to see what he's got there. I don't think he's going to step in and just be like, oh, my God, like this is the guy. So I think Damian Harris is absolutely that dude until he does proves that he can't do it anymore. And I think this honestly brings that situation. Obviously, they were just okay with losing Sony because they had JJ and they had Ramondre, and they obviously have James White, which I feel like everyone always forgets about James White, but like, Obviously not a every week to week startable guy, but like if they're playing uh, the Seahawks or a high powered offense, like the chiefs or something, James white is very valuable to start in those games. Like people forget that that is a, a great person to have on your team, whether it's your fifth running back or he's off the waiver wire. So just keep an eye on him as well. 
I'm not going to argue with you about the Ramondre Stevenson thing. Um, I think he's definitely exciting. He's definitely going to get some play. Um, but with Belichick, we all know it's about trust. And I think he's fumbled twice in the preseason on that one. So I definitely think Harris is your number one. White's going to be your pass catcher. And, I mean, Stevenson's going to have plays. He's going to score. He's going to have some points. But right now, um, I'm with you guys. I mean, I think Harris is definitely the the one. I think the only startable people right now are Harris and on the occasion white. And that's after, after we see what he's going to do, what his role is after the first couple weeks, because somehow he's just always had that role and and it's great. He's good. He is. And, you know, last year he was out a couple weeks because he had a death in the family. So that was kind of hard. 2020 was just a weird year. I think we all just need to throw that out the window. So James white, probably going to be back to his regular PPR stud role. Um, definitely should be taken. I, I would still not take him too early in drafts because. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking last couple of rounds. Yeah, like exactly. Probably be able to get him late. Exactly. I'm just saying this did not vault him up any higher than what he already was. Probably. I don't know what the news of uh, Mac Jones showing out today um, and getting himself back in the conversation to start. I mean, that if Mac Jones is in there, the running backs are going to have more value. Solely yeah. because Cam's not altering their their touches. I think time. James White will get more value. I, I mean, you see it with mobile quarterbacks where they actually make the running backs a little bit more uh, point friendly. But honestly, Cam vultured that from James White when Cam was starting, which was the majority of the season. James White really didn't get those dump offs like he would because Cam could just run for exactly the amount of yards James White was going to end up getting. Well, and he so. was throwing the ball directly into the ground and unable that too. to complete. He's a lot really of good at short passes. It's it's very very strange. Okay, really? let's move on to the next story. The biggest story in fantasy was Travis Etienne getting hurt. He's out for the season. They put him on the season-ending IR. Uh, we hate hate to see it. Um, James Robinson owners, you got lucky. Yeah, especially if you drafted James Robinson in the, what, like sixth round. Exactly. You got lucky. That's all we can say about that. I love James Robinson, man. I hear him pounding the table for him this whole time. Like He was still still the starter even with Etienne there. So he was going to have value, but this just opens the door for the freight train, man. He's going to go out there. He's going to show them that it's his job to lose. Kind of sucks because I think Etienne might be behind the eight ball a little bit next year on that one, but oh, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. But I for think, sure, draft James I, Robinson, get him. He's going early. You oh, yeah, take him. You Joe grabbed him, him in the second. Joe grabbed him in the second round in a draft we had yesterday. I love it. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, James Robinson. I think the thing was was Etienne was going to play that pass catching wide receiver kind of role, like kind of a Tyreek Tyree Cohen, especially to start, which I'm sure he would have started vulturing some snaps later in the year. But I think this really shows because James Robinson was a great pass catcher last year. And I think this gives him an opportunity to show that he can be that guy still. I think, honestly, what they got was Etienne, who's very fucking similar to Robinson. Like, it's going to be two of the same, kind of like a, I wouldn't say quite Kareem Hunt and Chubb because they're a little bit different. But, I mean, it's going to be that kind of backfield when Etienne comes back, especially when he comes back healthy. Robinson's that big boy, though. He's going to do the feed me, the Zeke feed me thing. I mean... That but he can, he's roll. still got he's got surprising speed for as big of a oh, running yeah. back as he is, and he can catch the ball. We showed that last year, and it was you know Gardner Minshew throwing it to him. I imagine Trevor Lawrence got a little more zip to him, although Lawrence has not looked great yet. No, I, he is not. 
That whole I, team looks bad. We'll we'll get to that. I I've got something. I'm gonna for... pen a letter to Urban Meyer to tell him to uh, fuck off with Carlos Hyde. Let's though. actually we'll let's, get just, into that. let's just have the let's just have the Jaguars discussion. No, hold on. Let's, okay. can, we, can we cut into Hyde real quick? Well, I'm going to talk about him later in our oh, all right. we'll keep, event. So let's start it now. Let's start we'll, off with him. Let's go. You want to get right into the game? You want to just no, no, ask the no. news? Let's, <laughs> let, never mind. I forgot you had him. All right, it's fine. I do. He's on. He's he's on my list. Don't worry. We'll have that discussion. I just want to talk about Jaguars in general. Um, Urban Meyer, dude, come on! Like, come on! This is not college. Uh, th- it looks like a disaster. It looks like a disaster from a mile away, and I, I, are we going to be surprised if they're absolutely terrible this season? No. Are you either of you going to be shocked by that if they win three games? They are, uh, they are in my bottom five. Yeah, uh, and the, and they should be because they don't. They have the talent to be maybe a middling seven, eight win team, but they're not. They're going to get coached out of at least four wins. I, I I'm just booking that now. Absolutely, I, I I hate it. I hate it for Trevor Lawrence. I hate it for that entire team because they're they're better than what they're going to be this year, and I hate it. Hate it for them. Yeah, with with. Visca Chanel and DJ Chark, which why the fuck does everyone keep passing over DJ Chark? I get there's some problems there, and LaVisca is probably the, is the better receiver or whatever, but everyone forgets that Chark was, like, elite two years ago. Like, yeah. I'm talking, like, top 15 <clears throat> wide receiver, and then he had a relatively off year, which he was injured a little bit too. Chark is still good, and he's going in, like, the eighth round, and it's wild to me. Uh, I, I love it, personally, because I'm going to grab him in one of my drafts. I know it. I, I almost did last night when I had a draft. But, yeah, I just – I mean, all these people – there's no tight end, obviously. T- Tebow's gone, so there's no tight end anymore. <laughs> um, but, like, these wide receivers running back, Trevor Lawrence, good-ish de- – okay defense. Like, they should be – they should win seven, eight games. But- well, they traded away Joe Schobert, which – Why? Decisions. Why? Like, what? What did? Why did you need to do that? Damian Wilson's a stud. Uh, maybe he is, but like <laughs> Joe Schobert was like good. I, I don't understand. But there's no like what upcoming contracts or anything. Anything that they need to like, they don't need to pay anyone right now. Like, there's no big contracts coming up. You got like youth movement times 100 on this team right now. Yes, it'll be really interesting to see what happens when Lawrence starts to roll. I mean, he's gonna get the feel of it eventually. I think. The thing that scares me about Shark is Marvin Jones. He's a proven veteran. He catches everything that's thrown at him. I think eventually Lawrence is going to go away from the big play and go with the safety blanket and Marvin Jones, especially with them having zero at tight end. And I forgot about Marvin Jones. Exactly. Like they have the talent. It's just, it's going to be sad, especially if you're a Jaguars fan because you have all this young talent and you're thinking, oh, this is the year. Like we maybe not make the playoffs, but we go, you know, we win eight games and, sneak in the wild card and lose the first round or something. I don't even hey. think that's possible. Hey, Josh, yeah. fuck so. you for the Corey Littleton trade, by the way. Just fuck you. What happened to Corey Littleton? Did he get cut? Yeah, the so, Panthers are sending yeah. Denzel Perryman to the Raiders in a trade. Vegas has been looking for LB help and recently brought in Mark Barron and KJ Wright for visits, but they go with Denzel Perryman. Fuck you. So is Littleton cut? I no. I still think Littleton wins the job. If anything, that's no, 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 oh, dude, he's going to be the starter. I just, yeah, it's just dead. This Vegas. Is I hate that. Super team. off topic, but I guess we are doing news. Littleton was good on the Rams because of their off their defensive line. Their defensive line, everything funnels to the middle linebacker, and that's why Kaiser's good, and that's why these linebackers, Reader Troy Reader, are going to have these good years. 
And that's why Littleton had a huge drop when he made it to the Raiders because the Raiders defense is garbage. I mean, technically it's not actually that bad, but it is pretty bad. They took the black hole out of Oakland and made it just their team. Their team is the black hole. That's where people (laughs) go to die. Okay, well, let's move on to our next news topic. Teddy Bridgewater is officially your quarterback in Denver. I did not see that coming. Like, not especially, you know, before, like, this early in the process. I thought maybe it'd be another week before they'd name him, but apparently they've seen enough. They think he's the easier, safer option. I was looking pretty good, too. So that's kind of. I was going to say the same thing. We all basically said they win more games with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but a few weeks back when we did the um, Denver Broncos division. But my, my logic is good. Like Teddy Bridgewater is the better quarterback right now. And if Locke is going to be good, and, and I'm not saying he's done, he's not done. This is the first year he's really had all his pieces and new pieces as well. I think give, give him a chance like to sit behind someone. He never really had that. I mean, he sat behind Flacco for what, like eight games, and then Flacco was garbage at the time. Um, so I, I, I think it's just great for him. I think it'll be great for both of them. I love, I love Teddy Bridgewater after he lost his knee in Minnesota. Um, I'm really looking forward to him having a, a, a good starting job right now and a safe one. Cause that team, that offense has got firepower. And I think we all agree. Like the defense is good enough to keep him in games. He just can't lose him the games. This is like, I, in my opinion, this is just one of those classic situations where, they just need him not to lose the game, and yeah. they're afraid. I think they're afraid that Locke is too much of a wild card, whereas Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to lose you the game, but he's, you know, if you're down by 14, probably not going to be able to bring you back. So I I would go that route with him. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy for him. I I'm, I'm, was surprised that he got the job. I really thought it was going to be Drew Locke, but I think that's definitely – Definitely helps the intermediate targets. You're Noah Fant, you're uh, Jerry Judy. Um, Hamler, not really seeing any anything from him with Teddy. And then uh, Corlin Sutton, he's not going to get the 50 I'm nervous about Sutton now. Lock. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't like that. I don't like this for him. Yeah, I don't like the game manager style of Teddy. I, for fantasy purposes, I love the gunslinger. Um, yeah. Absolutely love that guy. So but Drew Locke wasn't lock. really a gunslinger. I mean, he would he throw it. He, 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 he just chucked the, the fucking ball. I mean, there was no rhyme or reason to where it went, but he it chucked it. Work, so, I mean, personally, I, I'm, I'm with the, Dude, the other choice. I would rather see the guy throwing 40-yard bombs to nobody than the guy throwing 10-yard accurate passes to some dude in the slot. Like, well, feel, great Tim Patrick. Good job. You just got yourself a new contract, buddy. I yeah. feel like the sample size is small for Bridgewater, though, because he's really only come in as a backup. And, you know, obviously. He made Michael Thomas look great. He made he Jared Cook look great. Yeah, that's Daniel Sanders sucked under him. So I mean, that's he saying, basically yeah. just funnels it through the middle. Yeah, and he was pretty. He was great for Judy. Oh, he was okay last year. I mean, he made he gave Mike Davis a starting job in the NFL. So yeah, might be good for the running backs there. Robbie Anderson. The only reason he had big year was the yards after the catch. Um, well, he hurt DJ Moore. Speaking of Robbie Anderson, let's get to him getting a two-year extension with the Carolina Panthers over the weekend, which is mind-blowing for me, by the way. I thought that the plan was in place, that DJ Moore would be there, they have Terrace Marshall that would move in to that role, be cheaper, and just as good. Sorry, I don't want to hurt Robbie Anderson's feelings, but I think Terrace Marshall can be just as good in that role. But they decided throw a wrench in that plan and bring Robbie Anderson back for two years. Uh, what do you all think about that? 
I think it's Sir smart. Purr. Sir Purr. Sir Purr. <laughs> I love it, dude. I think it was super smart. Okay, so teams nowadays, especially teams that need to throw the ball a lot, aka this team. I mean, obviously McCaffrey's there, but like they still need to throw the ball a lot. Their defense is okay. You know, it's not great. It's uh, good. It's good. It's, it's twenty. It's twenty-one out of thirty-two. It's, it's actually mm. not that, it's actually that's that's their rate. I, I didn't come up with the rating. I think it's going to be better than this that this year. PFF or wherever. I agree. I personally think they have better stars, but I think there's no okay. Anyway, regardless, their defense is good, not great. So they're going to be playing a lot. I think what they're doing here is they're basically sealing their top three. Obviously, Terrace Marshall's in the future is going to be great. He's a rookie, though. People forget how – I'm going to get into this later. People forget how hard it is to be a rookie in the NFL. Like, it's going to take him a little bit. Obviously, slot receiver, that's a lot easier to kind of jump in, just run a slant, catch the ball, run. But still, I mean, he's he's a rookie. They're basically – they don't want to bank too much on him. If they didn't sign Robbie and he got all pissy and didn't sign with him and Terrace Marshall flops, then they would have been fucked because they need that at least that second guy, and they basically lock that up. I personally don't have Robbie Anderson anywhere in drafts, and I don't know if I will get him, but I, I like him. I like him yeah. a lot. I think the this is directly tied to Darnold. I mean, Darnold made most of his hay, and so did Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson in New York together. So he's a yard after the catch monster. Darnold can hit him with that little 15-yard block of the Irish fucking pass, and he can take it to the house because that's how he does it every time. <laughs> Um, we'll get into Darnold later and how I feel about it, but I is think this, they're trying to support him the most they can with the familiarity of Robbie Anderson. Is this them committing to Sam Darnold though? No, it's them tying up a crazy good offensive player. But no, it's, it's the helping. Temple Colt. I'm telling you, man. Matt, <laughs> God Matt, damn it, Matt Rule, coach the Temple. He's got to help out his Temple boys. That includes Robbie Anderson. I, I I don't know. I, I I will not get off that bridge. I'm sure that's going to be our uh, one of our crazy corners at some. So what point. do you, what do you feel about Robbie Billy? I, I mean, I have him in dynasty because I I believed in the talent, not necessarily always believed in his opportunity because he had to play with Sam Darnold. He finally got away from Sam Darnold. And now he's back with Sam Darnold. So I don't know. We'll see what it ends up being. Um, I I really hope Sam Darnold can come through this year. You get away from Adam Gase, what does that mean? We'll see. Uh, it, it worked out for Ryan Tannehill, so maybe it works out for Sam Darnold just a little bit better. Joe Brady's an offensive coordinator there. He is quite a bit better than Adam Gase, so I, I don't know. I, I will give them I will give them the opportunity to prove it, but I was really hoping for Terrace Marshall to really like solidify himself, and this kind of just uh, yeah, but you can't, stunts it a little bit. You can't say. I mean, it's a rookie. It's the same thing like with you and uh, Tennessee's rookie. You were all about and just thinking, oh, he's going to be that dude. It's opportunity. It, it, which rightfully so, to be fair. There was no one. There was no second there. Obviously, Julio's there now. Uh, it hurts his value a little bit. But I just, yeah, but <laughs> a little I mean, bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, dead. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a rookie. And it, it's someone. It's kind of like DJ Chark. I actually had him on a dynasty team I came in on his sophomore year and i dropped him or traded him or something i don't remember but he just didn't have the chances first year because there was a lot of wide receivers at the time it's not there's nothing against these guys and if you draft these guys in dynasty you're doing fine keep them i got terrace marshall joe's got terrace marshall like you're not getting rid of them anytime soon and don't let anyone buy low on them either no they just might be on your if you're smart you try to buy low on those guys that's very true yeah agreed that's how you build a dynasty team one more news item, and then we'll move on to Josh's favorite, well, least favorite teams. Um, 
Jameis Winston might be good, guys. His eyesight looked fixed. Marquez Callaway, those were some darts. And I those are some phenomenal catches, too. It was yeah. phenomenal catches as well. But if Taysom Hill is the is the starting quarterback of that team, he must be paying some pretty good money to Sean Payton under the table or something. Or just sucking his dick under the table. That's, That's also possible. Or stealing crab legs or something. Who never knows? <laughs> that no, Winston looks great, man. Honestly, yeah, I, though, I but they both anyway. looked good. Like I know Taysom didn't make any long plays, but he was consistent. And so, it, honestly, I think the one thing that changes this is Winston gives him the opportunity to move the ball downfield faster. Hill gives him that safer bet, that running mobile quarterback. Obviously, Jamie's can run, but you don't want him to. I feel like he'll drop the ball when he does. Honestly, I I, I see this being. They used Taysom Hill when Breeze was there. It wasn't often, but I think what you're going to see is a healthy dose of Taysom Hill, and Winston's going to be the starter, quote unquote. But I think there's going to be almost like a split quarterback thing. I really I hope think, not. I think Michael Thomas comes back from injury faster if Jameis Winston's announced as the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he likes serious. There, there, I said it. It's like, oh, I'm healed. <laughs> No, man, the Saints have been trying to establish a deep passing game for years. They got Lil Jordan Humphrey. They got Lil Jordan. They got all these freaking speedsters, Juwan Johnson, whatever his name is. They're sending these guys deep downfield, and Breeze was just too old to really make the throw. Um, I think that they're looking for the guy, and Jameis offers that. We all know Jameis can fucking launch it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's exactly what Peyton's looking for. So I agree. We're going to see idiot because we always see idiot, but. Jameis is the guy. I think Jameis yeah. is the starter, though, and he'll be named within the week. Hope so. All right, Josh. I challenged you to come up with 10 teams that were worse than the Eagles this season. All right. So and I cannot believe that this is a conversation because there, there isn't. But all right. I can't wait to hear it. I cannot it. wait for this. Yeah. All right. I, okay, so for those of you who don't know, I don't even know if this was on a podcast or if this was in our chat during. It the was draft. on the group. It was on the group chat during the draft. Okay. Well, yeah, anyway, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. Billy challenged me and said the Eagles will definitely be in the bottom. I think he even said five originally, but I think we retracted that to ten because, which is honestly, that's tough. So I told him no. I think the Eagles have more than enough chances to be not be in the bottom ten, and not to mention potentially even make the playoffs. I don't know when the Super Bowl. I didn't think they'd win the Super Bowl in 2018 either, but I'm not I'm not getting a homer here. Anyway, so let me just start off with the easies. I think we're all pretty much in agreement here. Uh, bottom 10 teams starting off, and this is in no particular order. I just wrote them down. Lions, Texans, Jets, Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. That's six teams. Okay, you can say no on the Giants, but they're yeah, pretty bad too. Giants were... Mm. You can question. Saquon's coming okay. off injury. Danny Jones is okay. I'm actually defending him later because of the stupid game we're playing, but I'm it's just saying, game. but we're talking about fantasy as well, but I'm just saying there's six right there. Okay. Can you, can you say them one more time? Lions, Texans, Jets, Giants, Jaguars, Bengals. Okay. And the only reason I put the Bengals on there is I obviously think they're very similar to the Jaguars where they could be good, but there's no offensive line and there's a bad defense. So just okay. take that. Burrow hopefully stays healthy. Throughout so the there's four teams that you think are also worse. I'm working on it. And so number seven would, to me, would this was actually tough. These last three were tough here. Panthers, Sam Darnold. And so a lot of these are, I, I have some in, in a little bit here. 
is there are opportunities for these teams to be bad. Obviously, any team could finish in the bottom 10, except for like the Chiefs and, you know, teams that have elite players all around. But barring an injury, anyone could end up in the bottom 10. So Panthers, I put Sam Darnold and win no McCaffrey equals bad. That's exactly what I typed. Okay. Uh, Falcons, no more Julio. Mm. I'm okay. saying it's very possible that they could finish in the bottom 10. They probably are could finish way worse and end up with uh, your boy from Oklahoma. The next Patrick Mahomes. No. All right. I don't care. Just you told me to put it together. <laughs> Number nine, the Las Vegas Raiders. They traded away their entire offensive line and then tried to rebuild it, but didn't. And their defense is the third worst. And also, by the way, I didn't say the Falcons defense is the worst in the league. Yeah. They also say the Eagles is the 31st, which I have an argument for that. <laughs> of course you do. I do. All right. And so this that's nine right there. Yeah, I'm, the I'm tenth with one you. was super fucking hard. I couldn't, I, pick, I couldn't pick a team. So I have a list of like seven. What? <laughs> any of them could be the 10th. I was just saying. All right. He's edging off, his bet, Billy. Let's start oh, off with the, the obvious team that could be the 10th, the Eagles. But <laughs> Well, that would totally blow the game up because you had that name. I'm just saying. I, worse. I put him at 13, actually, but it's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, this was in no particular order. Okay, but, Cardinals. okay, so this is my argument for the Eagles. I have made it many times. We had one bad year. People completely forget that we literally won a Super Bowl two years ago. And yes, our team's a little different, but our team wasn't that good when we won the Super Bowl. Like our team could easily go out there and win 11 games, could easily go out there and win five games. This year? Absolutely. Yes. I'm not, I'm not being a homer here. The team is actually good. If Hertz is actually what these people are saying, which I don't know if you've seen reports, but uh, Hertz is looking fucking great. Everyone loves him. Rager's going to have a great year. Devonta Smith's a fucking beast. Miles Sanders is there. Our offensive line is fucking healthy. And then our defense, honestly, has been completely retooled with the additions of Kerrigan, uh, Eric Wilson, uh, Steven Nelson, drafting Zach McPherson. We have three cornerbacks. Zach McPherson's a little bit behind right now, but he wouldn't even be starting right now anyway. It'd be Steven Nelson and Slay, which people forget. We traded for him about like two, three weeks ago, which was solid, super solid. Two mil, two mil one year, I think, or something like that. That's not bad at all. Anyway, just saying the the defense is retooled. I don't think they'll be great, but I think that they'll be serviceable and keep us in games. All right. Anyway, so other teams that could potentially be in the bottom 10. The Saints. No Drew Brees. No Michael Thomas as of right now. Kamara could easily lead them to an 8-8 season, but they could easily not be 8-8. And this is about honestly, this is about a seven win season right here where this person would Tony be. Jones gonna take him to a ten win season. I know just the saying, Saints haven't been probably as bad as as long a time as the Eagles haven't been as bad. But I'm just saying this would be the worst season for the Saints if there was one. Okay. I'm not saying they will, I'm saying they could be. The Broncos. There's depth, but there's no true star. There's no like, oh shit, it's fucking Christian McCaffrey. It's like, oh yeah, Javante might be good. <clears throat> Melvin Gordon's old and we like Sutton. He's coming off injury, and Judy looked good sort of last year. No fan, you know. So I'm saying, just just saying, not saying they will or won't. The only thing that they got going for them is their defense, which brings me to my next team, the Miami Dolphins. They could. I actually, this is one of my far fetched ones. I don't believe in Tua, and I think they got rid of their safety blanket. Fitzpatrick got got them to a lot of their their, their wins last year. Tua played 50 50 ball it was like every game was up in the air all right do you have anything to say about this bill i still have a few more i 
I have a lot, but I don't. Let's just keep going. All right. The Chargers. This one is fully dependent. No, no, no. Time out. This one is fully dependent on. What? Okay. This is dependent on if there's an injury. If they lost Eckler, Allen, or Herbert. But this is one of those teams that if they lost one of those three, it's immediately downhill. Seahawks. Buccaneers, because if Brady goes down. Seahawks well, as well. I was trying to not pick teams with quarterbacks though, and I do have Seahawks. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't. I didn't actually list them. List them. So who else, if Herbert doesn't get hurt, is going to bring that team down? Keenan Allen. There's no receivers on that team. Herbert worked with bullshit last season. But Keenan Allen was healthy all year. I'm just saying hypothetically, and and then honestly, we don't really know what's behind Eckler. Justin Jackson and Kelly didn't look appealing. They got rid of Balaj, who was there. Very Roundtree. I, I'm just Larry saying they, it's not stud, proven. Dude. I'm saying it's not proven. I'm not. <laughs> I like carry the that whole team. I would love to see the Chargers in the playoffs. I'm just saying hypothetically they could be a bottom ten team. Okay, keep going. All right, the Dallas Cowboys. They went six and ten last year, dude. Yeah, they lost Dak. Okay, well they're good on paper, but they never can figure it out. They probably won't. To be fair, <laughs> that was a homer move. They'll be eight and eight, eight and nine, nine and eight. Pick a number, but. To be fair, I don't know why that team's bad. That team shouldn't be bad. That team should be one of the best in the NFL. <laughs> but Jerry Jones is an idiot, and I love it. It's honestly, as an Eagles fan, it's phenomenal. I put that one in there for laughs. Um, the this, I'll just do a two a two for two here. Uh, same division, uh, NFC West. Cardinals, 49ers. Both teams could absolutely be in the bottom ten. 49ers got a new QB and a running back. Nobody knows what's going to happen there. The only thing that's keeping them in it is their great defense. But they did they go have Jimmy Garoppolo and Raheem Mostert. Like, they don't have new quarterback, new running back. They could if Kyle Shanahan deems them. I'm just you know, saying. Partners. Fuck that. The 49ers, get them off the list. The Cardinals is the interesting one because we talked about this last night. The Cardinals scare me. All right. They were my 17th, to be fair. I was just throwing teams that possibly could have been in there. The Cardinals, Cardinals scare me. Loaded with talent. But if they lost Murray. It's over. Dude, even with Murray, he looked lost as fuck. He's like a little... I know, dude, he always looks lost every game. He can't see over the line. It's simple as that. I think if they so had th- a different head coach, they could be better. That's yeah. Well, me. speaking of head coaches, the Bears should be on your list because Nagy's going to make sure we just fucking never win a goddamn game. I, I thought about putting the Bears on there, but I don't believe it. I, I really appreciate you because as a... As a fan, like, okay. I want to believe, but I Oof. Matt Nagy can uh, go so, straight to hell. So this is my thing with the Bears. Yeah, their offensive line is kind of in flux. I think they're probably, what, like the 16th best offensive line with Jason Peters there now. Um, so they're probably right in the middle there, and they got some injuries. But that one dude came back from uh, injury recently. The Bears, if they lost a piece, they don't <clears> lose <throat> anything. If they lost, if they lost, let's say hypothetically, I'm going to knock on wood because I have Monty all over the place. If, if they lost Monty... They got Damian Harris. We they have really Kyle. good depth. I'll they got Khalil Herbert. They If they lose Allen Robinson, that would actually hurt probably the most. But if they lost Jimmy Graham, they still got Komet. They we lost got Jalen Ramsey's father on the team. Josh. We got Mooney. I mean, there's just – and not to mention there's still something they could do with receiver if something happened there. But I, I just think that that team has more depth. And I, I tried to leave off teams that had depth and talent. Problem with the – that's why I put the Broncos on there because they have depth but no real star. So I'm just saying any of these teams could be the 10 bottom 10. I'm even admitting that the Eagles could be there, but the Eagles could all also people forget that they were fucking good two years ago and they had the worst injury luck last year. I, I, Billy, what do you got to say? I, I don't know. I, I, you lost me about eight. So 
anything after that was just kind of like, eh. yeah. The funny thing about the Eagles is if they lost anybody on their team, they would be just as bad as they're going to be. Because actually, that's not true. If they lost, if they lost Hurts, we'd be fucked. Maybe we don't even know. That's the that's the thing. Do you see that guy that was the uh, baby on the cover of Nirvana's album? Oh yeah, yeah he's suing them. Suing, he's suing those one hundred fifty thousand dollars each to like six people. My best, yeah. but the best comment I saw on that was, "Oh, it looks like that baby really was chasing the dollar bill after all." Yeah, <laughs> I like the one where they interviewed him. He's like, "Yeah, like half the world seen my penis." So I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> Not a lot I mean, of people can say that. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our game that we're going to play real quick before we go to break. We've got Joe, you want to explain your game real quick? Yeah. My game is called overly optimistic. I am in too many drafts and I think there are too many people out there that when you get to the end of the draft, there's all these fringe players out there and there's a lot of value to be had with these players, but Matthew Barry's not talking about them. So he wants to keep his job, you know, field. Yates ain't talking about him because he wants to keep his job. You never see the stuff about him. But they're deep players that can really help you guys make a push, add depth to your team. So the whole point of this game is to pick some of those players and at least present the argument for those players. You don't have to draft them. We're not saying go out and get these guys. We're just trying to – it's a thinking – it's a thought game for you. Just kind of a different thought process. He gave us fucking homework. I gave yes. you guys homework. Gave us homework, and we'll see how it goes. So who wants to go first? I've been talking a lot, so I'll let somebody else go. I'll go first. One minute on the clock. <laughs> Starting, right. go. Okay, so quarterback. We're going to go with Sam Darnold. Um, I hate this guy. I have told you guys a million times I absolutely hate this guy. I do not think he is good for the Panthers. I don't think they're going anywhere. He is a career sub-60% completion quarterback that's being very generous. Uh, he does have a lot of weapons around him. I think Terrace Marshall, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson – not to mention Christian McCaffrey right there are going to save this man and lead him to a very serviceable season. I'm not talking about QB1, but if he was your QB2, QB3, I don't know how deep your rosters are. In a super flex, I think he's very sneaky to keep as your third quarterback on there. With the weapons he has and how porous that defense is, I think they're going to be better this year. But I think Matt Rule is going to get the most out of him, and I could see him scoring a lot of points. Which brings me to my next dude, Jamal Williams. Um, DeAndre Swift is already hurts. Are you doing all of them? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm Where doing all of them. Rapid, rapid fire. Seconds. I'm proud of you. DeAndre Swift is already hurts. The Lions do have an incredible line. Um, I've been a DeAndre Swift truther all year. I think he's going to catch 100 balls when he's healthy. He's going to come back and do that. But in the meantime, we got Jamal Williams, who I think is going to have a role each and every game. He's going to be your uh, your guy in short yardage. I don't think he's going to do a ton of receiving work, but he will catch some balls, especially if Swift is out first couple weeks. I think you have huge value taking this guy. He's going like the 12th round. Um, Very sneaky. Another running back is Gus Edwards. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to kill those running backs a little bit, but this dude has averaged over six yards of carry in his career. He seems to always have a big play. So when you're in a deep league, he's my DFS guy. My daily fantasy pick, I usually have Gus Edwards on like, I don't know, 50% of my teams because he always has that big play potential in him. Um, I like him as a draft. If JK were to get hurt, hell, even if Lamar got hurt, I think they would definitely lean on him to to run a lot. They have a pretty decent line there. 
sticking with the Ravens, we're going to go with Rashad Bateman. Um, dude, this guy, if he had a quarterback at Minnesota, would probably be up there in the conversation with Jamar Chase for the first wide receiver taken off the board. He's an absolute stud, and the Ravens seem absolutely dedicated to pass the ball this year. They're going to make Lamar do it if he's going to continue his career. He has to do it. So Bateman can make every catch in the world. If you don't believe me, watch his highlights. He might be hurt, but for a back-of-the-roster stash, I could definitely see by the time playoff time comes around, he might be getting you over the hump to be a very competitive team there. He might be Justin Jefferson this year. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a stretch, but man, that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> would be a stretch. I was just throwing it out there. No, dude, I could easily see he's got the talent for it. Um, Terrace Marshall, we already talked about the Panthers a lot today. In the slot, he's big. You're going to have to cover up that shit stain of Sam Darnold back there. Somehow, he's going to be open all the time. The two guys on the outside, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, are going to stretch the field like crazy. They're going to be queuing on I'm McCaffrey out of the backfield. He's going to catch those out slants. All day, I really think a PPR, again, by the time playoffs come around, he could definitely be a major asset to your team. And then my tight end that I chose is Cole Komet. Um, he's been making some noise in camp. Uh, the good news is Nagy's offense has always run through the tight end. Uh, you got Jimmy Graham there who he's going to catch touchdowns. It's just what he does in his career. But Komet has been taking that job. And Andy Dalton absolutely loves this dude. He's targeting him on – it seems like every play, every camp update I see, Cole Komet's catching it. Um, one caveat to this, Justin Fields absolutely loves Jesse James. We signed him recently this offseason. Uh, but I think if Fields starts at any point in the season, he's going to adapt pretty quickly to the talent of Cole Komet. So, he's, also, he's also been taking second-team reps, though, for the mo- like not yeah. for the most part. but like no, yeah, It just shows you he absolutely loves it. Um, yeah. By the way, that game that Fields starts over is uh, quarterback – um jesse james dfs play thank me later you talking about justin fields day coming up here soon yeah justin fields day all right billy yeah. you want to spit off all of yours because i thought we were doing one at a time okay we we're doing all of them i know I rapid need fire to, need to breathe was that under that. five minutes oh uh, yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, cool that was quick four minutes okay well all i right, might timer. take a breather in between each of mine but if not, you know we have any comments from the, cr- from the crowd okay maybe not <laughs> All right. Well, I'll start out with Jacoby Myers, who's from New England. He, uh, I- I'm just going to start out by saying he's never caught a touchdown as a wide receiver. So never ever. Don't love that. But there is a lack of a wide receiver one in New England right now. Cam Newton's come coming back. Don't know how long he's going to start. Mac Jones might be in there. So you never really know who the new quarterback, which could be Mac Jones, is going to latch onto. And Jacoby Myers might be that guy. There, you know. Plenty of passes are going to go to the running backs out of the backfield. Sure, fine. And there, he did bring in, you know, two tight ends in the offseason who also should cannibalize a ton of targets. But if you need a wide receiver late in drafts, I think look no further than Jacoby Myers because there's a, you know, a definitely a case to be made. He's the wide receiver one in New England, which although that doesn't mean much right now, could mean something throughout the season. Can I just – Cam loves him. Sure. Don't just, take any questions, but sure. I just wanted you to take a breather because you were talking about it. Uh, I just want to say how much I love the word cannibalizes. That was phenomenal. Right? I love that word. 
I personally um, disagree with everything you said, but I, I love I love the word cannibalism. I'm making cases for guys that no, fringe. I'm just kidding. Like, no, no. Honestly, I I like all three of. You the, never called a touchdown. Like, how am I supposed to fight for that? I like all three. Cam of absolutely loves him. Yeah, I mean the, he does, and Mac Jones might too. Who knows? The Patriots yeah. wide receivers are all completely. Under, nobody knows who's going to be wide receiver one. Which that's I'll, the problem. So, but but the thing is, is the value you're getting them at Kendrick Bourne. And Aguilar, you're getting at the Ag. I think I don't even think Aguilar's drafted right now, but Kendrick no. Bourne's a little bit higher. And then Jacoby Meyer, they're all like basically undrafted at this point. I would yep. grab any of them just to stash them. For just to see, just, just to see what happens. If week one he doesn't do shit, fuck it, drop him. Like yeah. go, you're gonna do that anyway. Agreed. You okay. can get a wide receiver one for essentially free, so there's really no risk to that. We'll move on to the potential wide receiver one for the New York Jets, which is Elijah Moore. Currently, it's Corey Davis there. I'm not going to lie. I really like Corey Davis. And you can get really good value for Corey Davis right now because Zach Wilson seems to really like him. And we all, I think, have admitted that we liked him in Tennessee. And now with him actually getting a chance to shine and show off why he was drafted, I think he was fifth overall when he did get drafted. He's finally getting to show it in New York, which is exciting. But Elijah Moore is a beast. And throughout camp, before he got injured, was you know, doing really well and showing a lot. His highlight catches were as good as any of the rookies, you know, that were being shown. So uh, there's a really good chance that Elijah Moore could at least fight for the wide receiver one spot. I don't really believe that the Jets are going to be good this year. So throwing the ball seems like something they're going to need to do. And they don't have a running back. We don't even know who the hell the running back's going to be. People say it's Michael Carter just by default, but I, d- I don't believe in him. I don't believe in Tevin Coleman. I don't believe in any of them. So could mean more passing work for Zach Wilson. Elijah Moore could see some work coming off, you know, this injury that he's got currently. They need to get rid of Jamison Crowder, dude. They need to let Elijah fucking shine. Love affair with him. I don't understand it. Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. So nobody's got anything to say. I'll move on to Tony Pollard, my boy from Let's hear it. He is the. What? Who? Tony Pollard. He's the best handcuff, second best handcuff in fantasy football right now. And that's just, and we're not going with split backfields. I know there's probably going to be people rioting in the streets about, oh, you need your split backfields. Well, whatever. That's all I'm talking about. Talking about if the main guy goes down, who can step in and equal that workload? And that's Tony Pollard. I think Zeke currently is like a top seven back right now. And if Tony Pollard was in there, I I think you only dropped to about 13 or 14. Just the amount of workload and his ability. I think he's going to get a work on his own this season. And so I believe that Tony Pollard is worth the hype. Take him at the end of your drafts. It's going to piss off the Zeke owner, but he shouldn't go undrafted. He's got a lot of value is even just being the handcuff there in Dallas. I love it. He's my he's my savior in our uh, best ball league. Yes, our offensive points best ball league. So hey, he could have plenty of value this year. Speaking of backups that could have plenty of value, we're going to Carlos Hyde, who is now the de facto backup in Jacksonville. While Carlos Hyde has not been exciting the last couple seasons, I'll give you that. And standalone value might be tough to come by, but now with there only being one guy in front of him and James Robinson. And Urban Meyer coached Carlos Hyde in college back when they won the national title in 2014. I think there is a secret connection there that 
you know, not a lot of people are, are making quite yet. So I think Carlos Hyde, despite being 30, has the opportunity to go out there and have a little bit of value, not standalone. But in case James Robinson goes down, Carlos Hyde can step in there and handle the workload as well as any backup. I actually agree and disagree with that. Um, I think Carlos Hyde can have some standalone value. I'm not saying draft him in a 10-team PPR or anything like that, but in a half-point 12-team, I would think about having him at the end of the bench, depending on how deep your bench is. Like, I mean, not to mention you said James Robinson goes down, and that's when everybody starts scouring the waiver wire for the backup. Carlos Hyde can do it. I mean, he's still pretty serviceable. I, I, I'm not, and I think he's going to vulture some touchdowns. I think James Robinson's a big enough guy to where he's going to get some touchdowns. But um, I think Carlos Hyde could easily come in there and vulture some touchdowns and some touches even. I think Urban Meyer trusts him, and that's kind of the biggest thing you need when you're the backup is you need trust from the head coach. And I think Urban Meyer does that with Carlos Hyde. All right, move on to my quarterback. Urban Meyer fucks my James Robinson love. With Carlos fucking Hyde. Urban Meyer is going to fuck every Jacksonville hey, owner this season. It's better than it would have been if Etienne was there. That's a good point. It is better right now. We'll see. Who knows? LaVisca yeah, Schultz will be running back Josh. by the end of the season. We'll see. Um, I'll move on to my quarterback, who is Jared Goff for the Detroit Lions. I don't love Goff. I, I did not like him when he was with the Rams. I believed he was a subpar quarterback that Sean McVay was propping up. I still think that's the case now. However, he's not with them anymore. So now he's with Detroit Lions. He has an all-new cast of characters to throw the ball to. He's got Rashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, and TJ Hawkinson, as well as the running backs out of the backfield, Swift, who's going to be out for the beginning, and Jamal Williams. He loves to dump the ball down. So Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamal Williams in place of um, – DeAndre Swift are going to see a lot of work. So, but he can still air the ball out. I don't trust the O line. So I don't know how well that's going to go. We'll see. They have Penny Sewell there. He has not looked great this preseason, which is kind of hilarious because Jamar Chase hasn't looked good and Penny Sewell hasn't looked good. So it's kind of funny that that was a bet that I made because neither of them has looked good in the preseason yet, but not worried about either. So Jared Goff could have plenty of value. Two quarterback leagues, sure, take them, fine. That's If that's your second guy, then that by all means. But in regular one quarterback redraft, just no. I don't want any part of it. No, thank you. You're <laughs> supposed to defend him, not talk shit on I, him. I, I, how do I – I can't make him a quarterback, quarterback one. There's no path <laughs> to him being it's a quarterback fine. one. I, I can't all do right. it. I, all right, well, I'll get my last one out of the way, which is Gerald Everett tied in for the Seattle Seahawks. I understand in the past the, they've had quite a bit of trouble getting value for their um, tight end on that offense, but hear me out. Let Russ cook is going to be this season, I think. And if Russ gets to cook, then maybe everybody gets more involved on the offense. I don't think you can just funnel the uh, targets to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I think you're going to need a third guy. I thought Dwayne Eskridge was going to be that guy, but he appears to be injured. So I don't uh, – the third quarter – the third wide receiver on that team is kind of a mystery to me right now. I'm sure it's going to shake out before the season starts. Obviously, it will be. But I think the third wide receiver right now might be Gerald Everett just by default. So 
if you're going to let Russ cook this year and throw the ball and not use Chris Carson as much or kind of spell him and Penny, then you can definitely maybe use Gerald Everett out there as maybe he, I, I see the path to him being a tight end one. It's going to be tough though. Will Disley was a tight end one. He was. Before he, he was. broke everyone's hearts multiple times. Poor guy. And, and legs. Uh, Will Disley and <laughs> Jacob Hollister. Like, honestly, he makes tight ends look good, except for Jimmy Graham for some reason. In the height of Jimmy Graham's career, he made him look bad. Aaron Rodgers couldn't look, make Jimmy Graham look good either. Nobody so. did. It was weird. Drew Brees was the only one who had a connection. Mitch Trubisky Graham. made him look Trub- pretty good. Trubisky didn't know how to play the game, so he just <laughs> threw it to him and was like, come on, please catch it. No offense. Like I had you on my fantasy team season. in high school. Right. Okay. Oh, shit. That's all I have for my players. Um, hopefully I made some good cases, but – I love all it, right. though. Fuck golf. No, that was good. I love how you just like, I can't do golf. I'm going to try my best. But... Instead of fuck <laughs> off, it's fuck golf. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. off. All right. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and do some do some fucking news. Um, I have one that I also, we actually all had quarterbacks that we hate, which is pretty phenomenal. So uh, if, if you guys want to interject, feel free to interject between names. Like if I'm like trying to go to the next one, you're like, no, 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 you're a fucking idiot. Why'd you say that? Uh, feel free to say that at any given time. Billy, you're welcome to say that at any given time. Sure. Okay. All right. I had Daniel Jones. And so the thing is, I hate this guy. I don't think he's good. <laughs> I don't think he could do it. But <laughs> hypothetically, fantasy-wise, he could actually be really serviceable. He has all the options. He has a running game to distract from that terrible offensive line. Um, play action will be his best friend because uh, Saquon's fucking huge. Saquon can stay healthy and be out there. I think, honestly, I think you'll see this the first couple games as you'll see, especially if Saquon doesn't play right off the bat. Shut up, Joe. Camp news. Um, Camp news. news. But no, so like, I I think play action will be his friend. Saquon is a big dude. And if he fakes that ball to Saquon and then Galladay, Shepard, Slayton, Tony, Ingram, one of those five guys should be out there to be able to get open. Galladay, especially Um, Slayton in that slot would be really nice. I love Sterling Shepard still. I don't know why everyone hates him. Um, but between that, like the, between those five, he should be able to do something. And I, I think that they're going to be down a lot. Their defense isn't great. I, they, he should, he should be able to do something. Right. I, yeah, I don't believe in him either. And I think that the defense is good. So it's gonna take stuff off his shoulders. I see them winning a lot of like, if they win, it's going to be like 12 or 13 to 10, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I just it's, feel like having Kenny Galladay there healthy. Kenny Galladay is going to be ridiculous for him. He tried to have that field stretcher with Slayton. Slayton is not that guy that's going to get the 50-50 ball. Daniel Jones is not that accurate. So Galladay can grab it. Plus, he can beat people on the run. So I love Galladay. I think it's going to help him. I was super sad to see him go to the Giants. If he had went to the Eagles, man, I probably would have like came immediately. But anyway, on to the next one. We'll, we'll keep speed rounding it. I think we all agree we hate Daniel Jones, but he has the options, right? Yes. Yes. All right, Devin Singletary. Uh, so these are actually fun facts that I found out about him. He had more carries than Moss last year, which isn't surprising because I think Moss had dealt with some injuries and Moss kind of didn't really come until later. So it's yeah. really his job to lose, but he actually had more than double targets, catches, and yards receiving than Moss. And Moss did like nothing in the pass game. A uh, little higher yeah. yards per carry than Moss as well. Um, and the real, the real hope here is for Singletary is – Josh Allen will eventually not be a running back anymore. And same thing with Lamar. You're hoping that these guys actually get a chance to get in the end zone. Cause honestly, I think they had like seven or eight touchdowns between the two of them. It was not good. 
so he's statistically better than Moss, but that's also a small sample size because Moss was a rookie at the time and really learning the offense. But I was shocked to see the the double targets and catches and stuff. So I didn't really pay that much attention because I didn't have much. Uh, I had Moss in the league, I think, but I didn't ever start him because I never felt comfortable. So anyway, Singletary. I actually hit both of these guys. I like them late. They're both there super late. And if you don't go running back heavy, grab Singletary or Moss. I don't care. Pick one. I mean, you're, you're, it's a gamble that you probably would drop this player anyway. So anyway, Singletary is your 20 to 20 guy. They always bring in Moss in the end zone and Josh Allen's going to steal a ton. So his touchdown, I don't see him scoring a lot of touchdowns again this year, but 20 to 20, if you're in a PPR league, I think he's your guy on that team. Yeah, so I don't. I that's exactly what I'm saying is I, I if they get the chance to run these guys in the end zone, I think it'd be great. But at the same time, you're wasting nothing on him. You're wasting nothing. a pick that you're going to end up dropping anyway. Like we're talking, this is when people start drafting de- defenses and kickers and shit. Just grab them. Fuck well, it. so in the best ball league, I actually took Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, and I actually think that that's the that's the way to go. I mean, yeah. you can get them both relatively cheap, and one of them is going to be good this year. We maybe just don't know which one right in now. a best ball league. That's great. Do not do that in redraft. If you are banking on you can a, still get them cheap. That is a headache waiting to happen, dude. <laughs> that if is kind of rough. If no, you that's like grabbing Rojo okay, okay. and Fournette last year. If you can get, yeah, but if you can get them 11th, 12th round, like back to back rounds like that, I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I would You're say taking, hope is that one of them can bench players at that point, not, not a split backfield. Like it's probably going to be. I just like the idea of maybe taking a starter uh, who could potentially win you the league that late rather than, you know, your fourth wide receiver or your defense. Or, They're both you know. basically unproven. So I, I completely agree with that. I just, I think it's a split backfield straight up in there. And an, if an injury happens, obviously that's great. Not great for the injury, but great for you having one of them. Yeah. But I just, someone's going to roster these guys. Might as well be you in my eyes. Cause what are you going to do? Have a fifth wide receiver that you never use? I think so, Breda's anyway. going to be out there a decent amount as well. You are in this Breda train. I, I, just, I am, man. I think people forget how good Breda actually is. But anyway, all right, let me let me get through my topics because you guys, I, nobody interjected during Joe's, and I don't even have bad takes for once. I didn't give you time to interject during mine. You really didn't. Good. Like there yeah, was no good. time at all. Like literally, I didn't think you were. I didn't think you were. We said a word. We got karate. I don't even out. think I took a breath. All right, well, we are running long, and we got a lot of stuff to do still. So anyway, let me let me speed through these last four. We can get notes afterwards. All right. Mr. Philip Lindsay, he had one of the most impressive rookie seasons as an undrafted free agent, except for James Robinson last year. But anyway, he got vultured by Gordon the last two years. He basically had no chance in the past game, and he's been ham- he was a little hampered with injuries last year. I think people forget that Lindsay was so good. He had 2,000-yard seasons as rookie and sophomore seasons. That's ridiculous for an undrafted free agent out of Boulder, Colorado, got to dra- be drafted by his home team, and then they basically replaced him with Melvin Gordon. Replaced by John fucking Denver. Sunshine on my shoulders. Anyway, um, <laughs> he actually had a 70% catch rate in his first two years, something that he didn't get the opportunity to do last year. They did not use him in the past game at all, and basically he was on the worst version of the Broncos. So my logic is, Philip Lindsay, he can catch the ball, and I don't know why they don't throw it to him. He, I think he caught like something like, 30 or 26 balls for 36 each each of his first two years which that was still not that high but he caught them and he got yards off them and he got touchdowns off of them he he made big plays off of them he has legs he's actually kind of like a little pinball 
I just, I love Philip Lindsay. I think he is the rookie to own in Houston. I love David Johnson. We all want David Johnson to happen, but I just don't think it's going to happen anymore. I think he's done. It's sad. I would love to see him be great again, but I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, on a Jalen Rager, uh, this is a little bit of a homer here. I don't know why I ended up getting him, but I, I like it. Uh, you know why. I got him. Yeah. Anyway, so last year was pretty much a lost season from the start. I think I actually, I, I know that it was a, a lost season from the start. A lot of people forget that uh, injured offensive line right off the bat. Uh, way too much pressure on him. I think personally, Devonta Smith coming in will alleviate him from being that wide receiver one. Uh, and will really open up some deep routes for him. Honestly, like Rager didn't look bad. He was hampered by injuries as well as was the entire offense of the Eagles. Um, and I, I, I think he still has a chip on his shoulder from the way Jefferson smoked him in stats and was picked, picked to pick after him. He's been coming and hitting the weight room hard. He looks, he looks good. He's healthy. Uh, I think the fact that he's got Devonta Smith there on the other side, that it will actually do something. There was no one else out there. It was Rager and Greg Ward. Don't get me wrong. I love Greg Ward. He actually is one of those serviceable guys whenever injuries hit. But um, I, I, I like Rager this year. I, I'm just saying, just put him at the end of your bench if you're in a 12-team league. Uh, I wouldn't start him right off the bat, but I think you might be surprised by him. I think that everyone forgets how hard it is to be a rookie in this in this league. It's not easy, um, which goes the same for Henry Ruggs. Um, hampered by injuries as well, similar to Rager. Um, I mean, he was given too much responsibility right off the bat. We all know he isn't Tyree Kill, but he is still super fast. He's very fast. I would compare him to kind of like an off-brand Brandon Cooks, if anything. Uh, people forget how hard you know it is to be that rookie. Like it's not easy to come in and just be a successful rookie. Obviously, Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf and some of these wide receivers, Keenan Allen, a few years back. Um, I, I just feel like trying to learn. Gruden's weird spider Y banana shit had to have been fucking difficult. I mean, he came from a college where it was like, Hey, go run deep. And the dude will throw you the ball. Like yeah. that's what you got. Like you're on the best team ever. You'll be fine. Just, just run and you'll catch it. Cause we're going to beat everyone. But the Raiders weren't that good. Their offensive line was okay. Actually last year, I think it's a little worse this year with all the trades and stuff, but I think John Ross being there uh, or not John Ross, uh, John Brown being there. And uh, uh, I think actually, What's his face? Uh, Brian Edwards will actually have a, a pretty good role there too. Uh, I, I'm just saying, any any of those three, grab one of them. Maybe not John Brown. Probably just leave him on the waivers. But Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, one of them's going to hit, and I think you're getting them at super great discount. Um, on to tight end. Uh, I was actually tasked with Johnu Smith, but I just went ahead and added Hunter Henry in there as well because it's pretty much the same guy. Um, not really, but pretty much the same situation. Johnu and Henry both have had the talent to be that like top five tight end, but unfortunately they really, Henry had injury problems. Johnny really never had the targets, unfortunately, although he did have eight touchdowns last year, which was pretty uh, impressive. Henry has literally never done it. So I think Johnny was the guy here, but I also think that tight end gets real, real hairy after the top five uh, or top six, if you're a Pitts truther. Um, so really Johnny was the guy to have here, especially because Henry was injured for the majority of camp, but they're both questionable right now. So they're both not looking that great. Unfortunately, I ended up on the same team. I would have loved to see him on different teams and have different chances, but Belichick does love his tight ends. And honestly, I think if there was one team where two tight ends could do something like this, it would be this team. And really, as we kind of talked about with the the wide receivers and Jacoby Meyer and all the other people out there, there really isn't a wide receiver on this team. So hypothetically, these two could easily both get 600 yards and six touchdowns apiece. I'm not saying they will. They probably won't. One will probably get injured or – one just won't get the targets, 
depending on who the quarterback is, who, who the quarterback likes. I just think that they easily could both be good tight ends and you're getting them so late, so late. Like they're still in our, our best ball league right now. I think both of them. So, all right, that's it. No, I I agree with what you're saying. I don't believe in Jalen Rager. I think Henry Ruggs got a weird shake last year and he can definitely bounce back. And yeah, underdog. My underdog steal or any best ball. I've been taking Henry Ruggs everywhere I can get him. I don't think he's going to be reliable, but I do think he's going to have some monster games. So that's what you're looking for at the back end of your bench there. Even in a redraft, having that guy that you can put a monster game up during a bye week, when that hits, that is huge. So oh, there's it's all about where you can get these guys. There's going to be plenty of four for 102 touchdowns. Like that, that stat line will not shock me. No, that's his game. I'm just saying like, for rugs, I, I, obviously he's not Tyreek Hill, and that's what he was compared to, and that's why he was drafted as high that's as he everybody's was. compared. That's who everyone fast is compared to. But he came out of Alabama, and he was on the best team, and then he went to arguably one of the worst teams. So I mean, the obviously he didn't do that bad, but their offense is pretty fucking bad. And I just think that putting that pressure on him to be the next Tyreek Hill, I think this year there's a little less pressure, but there's still something to prove. I'm not saying you're going to want to start him every week. But I think as your fifth wide receiver on your bench, even in a 10 man, like, I mean, he should be drafted in all leagues. Can we agree on that? At least. Absolutely. Like flex play here and there. Uh, You could shoot for that big play. If you're playing Joe's old teams where they just have all the players and you're just hoping for the best kind of situation. I agree. Okay. Well, so that, that exercise was just to make you aware that there is value everywhere. You just have to find it. And getting these guys for essentially free, there's nothing wrong with doing it. So we just want to make you aware of them. Well, there these rounds could potentially win you drafts. That's the thing. Yeah. Like that, this could this is could win you a league if you happen to pick one of these guys up and they vault way higher than what their ADP is. Like that, you know, it's this kind of like work that you need to put in. Where like you know, some people just give up after about the ninth round because they don't know the names. Well, that. that it's not the point. That's not how you win. It's not how you win. Like you, you need to know and probably at least try to put value into each draft pick, you know, whether you can or not, that's up to you. But I think that was a good point of this exercise. I mean, the guy that took James Robinson late, it's not complaining now. So, Oh, exactly. Yeah. I, I grabbed actually, we did a 12 man league last night and it's really short benches, but I grabbed gauge as my last offensive player taken. And that was basically like, would have been the last pick of the draft. Nobody really grabbed him. And I mean, the fate of Russell gauge has been, it's wild. Insanity. There's, there's the the chance of him being like what Calvin Ridley was his rookie year is very easy. Like yeah. 800 yards easy. I mean, I'm not saying he will, he could or could not, but I just feel like, there's so much chance for him to getting that. Like that team is bad. They're going to be throwing the entire game. And apparently He's Ridley, going to get the volume. Apparently Ridley's going to catch like all 200 yards of the ball each, you know, each game. He's going to go for 200 yards apparently. I want Ridley so bad in the draft. It would be I nice. can't get him. Okay. Well, before we start our next part of the podcast, um, we're not doing a commercial. So if you're waiting for the commercial to skip through, no commercial. We're going straight to more news. Hey, but so, real quick, buy the Patreon, IDP Army. Yeah, please the buy the Patreon. It's going to be good throughout the season, believe me. You're not going to want it just for your drafts. You're going to want it throughout the entire season to see who you need to sell, who you need to buy. There's trades information in there. There's 
who's looking up, who's looking down, like all sorts of information in there. Please buy it. It makes a lot of sense. Jordan really put a lot of work into it. I mean, built the whole thing from scratch, and it's a really good tool. Plus, get it into Discord. The in the business. We have fun conversations in the Discord. Like it's 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 great. So go ahead and try to purchase that on Patreon. We would love that. Um, but Jordan brought up a decent point on Twitter, and I need to pitch it to the group. Are the Panthers by making this move with Denzel Perryman, Perryman shipping him off? Are they making room for a linebacker, particularly Jordan Jaylen. Hicks or Jalen Smith? Jalen Smith, yeah. What I do you guys think? What do you guys think about smart that? If they were to do that? such a thing, is that that's interesting, right? There, yeah. there, might, there might be a little smoke there. So they don't have a linebacker currently. Like, they just signed Perriman this year. Uh, yes, because he was on the Chargers. I'm not sure if that was last year or this year, but it's I, recently. I don't understand how it switched from Van Der Esch was going to be the one cut to Jalen Smith either. And now neither are we starting. Have you seen, have you seen the depth chart? It's currently uh, Keanu Neal Neal and Micah Parsons is the starters and LVE and Jalen Smith are both not starting. They need to do like a special package, like what Arizona was doing with uh, Isaiah Simmons. Like they need to not do the traditional because they have the untraditional player there. But in my eyes, I don't understand how you're going to get rid of both of those guys. Like they're both no. uber talented. No, they're. I think they're going to let LVE walk, which I don't think is smart. But I think they trade Jalen Smith, and this Panthers move could be some smoke. I I like that that pitch from uh, Jordan, but you know, or Jordan Hicks. We had also discussed him possibly moving from uh, the Cardinals. That could be another decent spot. They just Hassan Reddick came from the Cardinals, so wouldn't make a whole you know wouldn't be dumb if it was. I originally thought that they were going to trade Hicks to the Eagles, but with the Eric Wilson signing uh, for the Uh, Eagles, I don't think that I don't think they're in the sweepstakes anymore. Honestly, Hicks is phenomenal. (laughs) I don't understand why. Like I don't understand what uh, or Dallas and. Arizona are really thinking they have great linebackers. Obviously, they're getting generational too many people there. Yeah, there's just stop drafting linebackers. You have other holes. Like, I don't get it. That's part of it. Well, and then you get new defensive coordinators in there who like their guys better, which is what's happening in Dallas is Keanu Neal played for um, what's his name in Dallas. So that's kind of what who he likes. So that's who's going to get the job. But I would say they they did sign him this year. Yeah, Perryman. And there's also are, some new news him. that him and Matt Rule have been going, uh, have not have been bumping heads because he refuses to get vaccinated, and the Panthers are the highest, one of the highest vaccinated teams. So that might play something to it. You might assume. My other thing is, unless they just really, because they talked about making Jeremy Chin literally a linebacker, straight up. That's that, the only position, that could be so. that could be interesting too. He's very. It, he was really good this season, last season. He better not lose that damn dual eligibility. Hell no. Uh, that would really piss me off. Sleeper, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, one more piece of news before, which Joe, actually, that kind of triggered what I'm thinking. So triggered. The whole vaccinations p- problem. So, I'm, you know, obviously we're not going to touch on whether you should get vaccinated or not. That's kind of a touchy topic. Oh, dude, now it's going to say COVID-19 by the bottom of our podcast. But... The players that are not going to get vaccinated, 
you guys need to keep that in mind, by the way, because those players could potentially miss games because of a protocol that they have to be in for a couple of weeks. So it, just keep it in mind. I'm not, there's obviously no list of who's not vaccinated, who is vaccinated, and you probably won't know until game time. But like Kirk Cousins, for example, um, Josh his, will have a list next his, week prepared yeah, for you. Josh is going to go on the hunt. He's going to go on a <laughs> I actually work. know a pretty good amount of them, honestly. Yeah, but like, for example, Kirk Cousins has said he's not getting vaccinated. So, you know, if you drafted him to be your starting quarterback. Pretty sure Cam there, isn't either. There's risk of that player not being able to play for their team. Like, that, that that's a risk, a very real fantasy football risk. And at least from a fantasy football perspective, like – that you know that's value lost with not having a player that's able to play the entire season so obviously like you know you could do whatever you want like we're not here to this is a fantasy football podcast we're not trying to sell people on anything that they don't feel comfortable with but go get vaccinated otherwise you're a bad person exactly exactly news all right you guys want to play another game yes well you know that's a good question i haven't heard of rykel armstead and still and since he went on the I mean, he just literally had COVID for a year. He did. So. He's on the lamb. Somebody should look up, look up, look up, look up, and see what's going on with him. All right, we're gonna play another game. So it's it, this is called split backfields. Who do you like? Who don't you like? Uh, so basically, we're just gonna go through some split backfields, and this does not include Kareem Hunt. And uh, actually, I technically put him on there, Chubb and Hunt, because you know technically they're a split backfield, but both. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there's some, there's some, there's some gimmies there, but basically who do you like? Who's the starter? Who should be undrafted? Who should absolutely be drafted? Um, and we kind of touched on some of these people already because we've just kind of talked fantasy football and naturally that'll happen. So let's start off with the Rams, um, Daryl Henderson and Sony, just go ahead. And we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but anything Henderson should be drafted in probably the fifth round. Sony should probably be drafted in ninth round. I agree. Yeah. At least right now. At least what we know from their workloads. I mean, sure, they could come out and Sony could light it up and we'll be like, well, how stupid was that? What a value to get him that late. But what we know now, he's just got there and he's got to learn the playbook. And Sean McVay is – they're still going to throw it a lot. That's the thing. It would, be, would it shock either of you if Matthew Stafford threw the ball 50 times a game? No, not no. at all. Uh, so, like, that could kill any value of any running back that's not catching the ball. So – well, neither – okay, so Sony never historically caught the ball on the Patriots, but it's not saying he can't. I mean, I don't, right. I don't think he right. ever really got the opportunity because James White was that guy. Why would you do it with that? Exactly. So, I mean, really, in reality, Henderson or Sony could catch the ball. Mm-hmm. We, already, we already touched on this, so I figured it would be an easy layup. Yep. I'm honest, I haven't done a draft since this happens. Obviously, it's only been half a day at this point, but well, it's been almost a whole day. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i interested to see where their ranking's at. Like, is this – so, like, if Henderson slips to the fifth or sixth, are you interested in that? Because, I mean, there's really not a lot of value for running back there. I am, for sure, because yeah. there's a chance of him being the starter. So, yeah. Henderson looked really good in the small opportunities he got last year when he was in there. I mean, he scored a lot of touchdowns. He looked good running it. I think they're just literally wanted depth. They needed somebody else there. Michelle's definitely going to play. I don't see him being the one at all. Um, yeah, I I would take Henderson in the fifth still. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did a month do, ago. So so we we pretty much already discussed that. So let's uh this one will be real easy. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, Chubb and Hunt. 
when do you draft them and should they both be drafted? And do you like either one of these guys? Chubb in the first, Hunt in the third. Hunt in the third? For me personally. I'm kidding. We're we're, we're good here. Beginning of the third. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with grabbing Hunt in the third. Chubb's my number five running back. So I'm taking him ahead of Z. Joe Joe took him in the the fifth pick in a 12-man earlier. So uh, proud of you. He's good. I mean, he's one of those guys. He only takes one run a game. And he had the the top four were off the board. It was Saquon, Zeke, or him, or Aaron Jones, or wide receiver. And it's half point PPR. So he did the right thing. So uh, I think in half point or even no PPR, Chubb is really that fifth running back, really. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, the people, Zeke and Saquon, you can make the argument for that. I, I'm, I personally don't mind Zeke. I think everyone forgets it's, it's that, that blindness of last year blindness. Basically everyone just goes, Oh, well, Zeke didn't do good last year. It's like, yeah, deck wasn't there. But anyway, I, I well, before, I'm okay. I, I, I know we don't want to spend this much time on this too, because it should be easy. Do you all think at all though, this year, this is Kareem Hunt's last year in Cleveland, supposedly. I think he's going to go get a big contract. Did he just sign a contract? I thought he signed an extension. Hunt? I thought he did. Oh, I, I know Chubb signed that massive contract, but I didn't Look know. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, my bad. Hey, I thought this was in the meantime, In the meantime, uh, Reichwell Armstead was waived by the Jaguars due to COVID problems, oh. and the Giants signed him and recently cut him. So, Kareem yeah. Hunt, that's sad. Uh, Kareem Hunt signed an extension last year, September, right before the season. So he's through through next year technically oh, well, right now but okay, technically it still could be his that last kills, year kills my theory because no, uh, no no eventually i think hunt works i was gonna say are they gonna give more work to chubb like passing wise trying to get him more into the offense because they won't they'll be without hunt next year but if hunt's gonna be there next year that kind of kills the there idea. was that argument that they were just getting the a cheap elite running back uh after all his situation which we don't need to touch on because yeah but i think somebody i think somebody will give him um Oh, he's a starting he's a starting running back anywhere he goes. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. There it is. First one of the podcast. All right. Anyway, uh, let's get to more like actual good questions. So, a buddy, a buddy uh, of ours, uh, Gerald, uh, the psycho mustard killer, uh, actually (laughs) brought this game up with the. uh, This dude puts mustard on his breakfast sandwiches. Can we talk about how? Fucked the up easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And literally that is coming yeah. from the mustard man. I know. Yeah. Literally, me and Joe like eyeballed him going to get the <laughs> mustard for his breakfast sandwich, and we're both like looked at each other like, "What is he about to do with that mustard?" I, I he almost him. ruined Justin Fields' day for me. <laughs> I mean, it was it was that bad. I was just like, "What the fuck is this cat doing?" I told him always make <laughs> make make friends with the crazies. That's why we joined him in the league. So like if he ever does the school shooting thing, you know, I'm I I already gave him that Snickers that one time. We're good. All right. Anyway, that's that's too far. Anyway, Love you, so Gerald. he's the one. He's the one who. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's the one who actually brought this up, and this is his question. Here is Jacobs and Drake. Like, what do you do? Like, do you want either one of these guys? Do you grab Jacobs early? Are you actually confident that he will actually be good? Or do you think Drake will take over the workload? Like, I mean, do you think it'll be a split? What do you guys think? I want Jacobs now because I took Etienne. Literally, that was my choice in our uh, basketball league. And Etienne's hurt, so I'd rather have Jacobs. But That didn't answer the question at all, Jacobs. No, to be completely <laughs> honest with you, I, I mean, didn't make Kenyon it about Drake, himself. I have zero interest in Kenyon Drake. Absolutely none. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I mean, I think he's going to have several two-touchdown games. That seems to be what he does, probably – 60 70 yards rushing 
Drake might. I mean, I don't know. I, I have no – nothing inside of me wants to draft Kenyon Drake. So this was the thing with Drake that I found surprising after looking this up. Dude had 10 touchdowns, 950 yards rushing last year, and that was with Chase Edmonds there the whole year. I mean, and he did some stuff in the passing game. That's just rushing. He looked good last year. I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, that's a that's a pretty great running back right there. And when they made that move, I think everyone was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you have Jacobs. Does this mean they don't believe in Jacobs? Does this mean they just wanted to, like, have that opposite, opposite kind of running back? I think they just upgraded his backup. That's that's all. Yeah, as Jacob much as we all, his labia every single year. As so. much as we love Jalen Richard, I think they just helped Jalen Richard. Uh helped Jacobs by giving him a guy that you know can spell some of the work if Jacobs needs, you know, a little bit of a rest. So I personally I, I know that this is unpopular opinion. I just love Drake's value. I don't I don't love Drake by any means, but I love his value. And and when you're looking I just grabbed him in the 18th round or whatever we are in the best ball league which i think is perfect for him yeah uh can't believe he slipped that far but in general like i just love his value because like if anything happens to jacobs you get a bona fide star basically i mean not you're not getting a top 10 running back but you're getting someone who's going to finish in the top 10 on a week-to-week basis here and there i don't and know for I those just, listening that is an idp yeah. league so you're not getting Kenyon drake no no it, it's an idp strap, league but... i get it but still though the fact that i got him that late uh, is still pretty wild. I I didn't even want him. I just kept seeing him. And I was like, I got Jacob. But I just I like his value. Even in even in redraft leagues right now, he's going in like the ninth, tenth round. And once again, that's when people start drafting defenses and shit. So not us, but stupid people. Anyway, Tampa next Bay's one. defense went in the sixth round. Oh, dude, it's so funny. I love making fun ridiculous. of it. No, it wasn't sixth. It was like seventh or eighth, but it was pretty bad. Anyway, let's uh let's speed let's speed through these other ones. Ravens, speed. we kind of touched these, touched on this a bit. Dobbins, Edwards, Dobbins when... so good. Edwards, I think he has some standalone value, but I don't think it's as much as maybe we think. Edwards is that thirty five hundred dollar dude you put it in your DraftKings lineup and he returns value every week. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think a bi week starter, end of your bench stash. So you draft him, I like right? It. Don't sweat Dobbins. Yeah. He's still a second rounder at worst i just i i can't get behind dobbins at that value i like dobbins and i want him to be good be but fine. I just, they're gonna be a running team they're not gonna pass a whole lot it's nothing to see here i'm hoping all right anyway 49ers uh, mostert sermon and jeff wilson eventually mostert, Wayne mostert for the first six games then it's gonna be the sermon and gallman show gallman you think jeff wilson well, Mostert will get hurt by game six, and then we'll see what happens with Jeff Wilson. We'll see what happens when he comes back. All right, so I actually disagree. I think Mostert is a great buy for his value right now. I think sometimes he goes a little high. I think in a, the, the league me and Joe were in, he went in the fifth round, and I was like, what happened? Like, why did someone do that? That's too early. Seventh round, though, getting a starting running back, and I did that in air quotes uh, for those who are just listening and can't see me. Um Sermon, on the other hand, I did actually grab. You should be proud of me, Bill. Um, I do like him. Yeah. I like his. I love his value. I Good love value. his value because you. There's three rookie running backs now, like that are really maybe Michael Carter four if you want to count him. Uh, I like. I like both of them honestly because I, the 49ers use a, a, a split backfield. Jeff Wilson's a person to keep your eye on because he's going to come back around week five six or whatever, and uh, maybe even earlier depending on what he's on the pup list or whatever. But put just, him on your watch list if you're on like ESPN leagues or redraft. Absolutely. Or whatever. If, put if anything on your watch happens, list. if anything happens to either one of those guys or even Gallman 
Well, just, even just closer to when he comes back, that's a guy that might be a plug and play. So just yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want to roster him yet, but or maybe even put him in your IR slot if you have one. Basically, what I we're want saying is to get one of most certain sermon on my team just based on their schedule alone and how they use the running backs i want to get one of them i prefer a sermon just because the value you're getting most certain i don't have a ton of them just because people tend to reach again recency bias but um but yeah i want to get some of them that schedule is ridiculous that line's amazing and they just love running backs and i got most certain the best ball league and i'm really excited about it because that's where to have them because yeah. just oh, he, he did good all right anyway uh, Dolphins, Gaskin, Brown, and Ahmed. Don't draft any of them. Move on. <laughs> All right. Next one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I like Gaskin. I, I Billy st- likes Gaskin. We hate okay. Gaskin. So Miami- I, I will stand for him. I think he's the best running back on that team. And I think by the end of the season, it won't be, it won't shock me in the least that he was the best running back. I, okay. So my thing is, I don't think any of these guys are your running back one or two on your team. You no, want these guys as your third. Best. You want Gaskin at your third, as your third. Do not have him as your second. You're not going to be happy about that. Um, especially if you, cause the dip after Gaskin is even worse. So and that's the problem with Gaskin though. He just goes too high. Like I, I cannot pull the trigger on him in the fourth round, which I've seen him go in the fourth. I've seen him like fourth through six is where like, he goes. That's too high. Sixth, I would be okay with. Fourth, yeah, six no. is six is where you could start thinking about it. But still, at that point, I'm looking at the stud wide receivers that just get washed out because everyone freaks out on running backs. So yeah, it's true. Okay. I, there's so much wide receiver value there. Uh, basically, what we're saying is Gaskin could be good, possibly, and then Malcolm Brown might have a role. I, Malcolm is Malcolm Brown draftable. Mm-mm. No. no. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I see him short yardage. I can see Ahmed. That's another. It. Both of those guys down. Ahmed's the guy you want. Both of those guys are watch list people. Keep an eye on them, especially if anything happens or if they just take off week one. Keep your waiver wires clean. Anyway, uh, Broncos, Gordon and Javante. Both. Both, want, but like, both. how do you? Who, who's better? Who's the? Who's the Javante. guy? Uh, Javante will be by the end of the season. Gordon, I think, will be the beginning of the season. So, just depends on how you construct your roster. We all I agree. have both of them in the offensive points best ball. You so. do. I Ooh, I like I like that I like, strategy. I like both of them too, honestly, because Gordon still gets touchdowns, and he's been a thousand yard, eight touchdown guy like his entire career. Javante, I am very excited about. He never really got the chance to catch balls in uh, at North Carolina. Anyway, Lions, Swift and Jamal. We kind of touched on this a bit earlier, so we can probably be quick here. Yeah, with Swift hurt, you want Jamal. But Swift's when he comes back, I think Joe's prediction of him catching 90 passes is not out of the – that's not insane. So no. I definitely think that when Swift comes back, I still think he could maybe get to that 90 catch mark, even, you know, even with a few missed games. So hopefully in your draft, Swift takes a couple, a tumble down the board a little bit and definitely grab him early third. I, I don't like him in the second round personally, even Late before second, he was. I like him. If I, he's your I, second, like if you got Christian McCaffrey, came back around and got, got DeAndre Swift, you'd feel great about that, I would think. I just, I I think it's the same thing. Who would Anders. you be taking in that spot? I guess a wide receiver? Um, Montgomery and Sanders. I did the, I actually did that with. I had Dalvin Cook and I went Montgomery. Sanders. I still think I'd want Swift over Sanders. I, but. I mean, I get that. I this is my only league I have Sanders in right now, so I just and it's a cheap league, so I just went for it. But anyway, we're we're in agreement. Uh, Jamal is very rosterable. Everyone should own him at some point or another, whether it's late or what. Uh, Patriots, Damian Harris, Ramon J. James White. We also touched on this, so let's uh, let's give it a quick ride. Yep, Damian Harris. I think you could. I think you could get him as early as maybe like the fourth or fifth round now. 
I think you I know, think his probably, value definitely boosted. I think it boosted up. I I think Ramondre is now draftable in redraft leagues, though. I will say that. 12, 12 team or deep benches. Yeah. Yeah. No, 12. Well, yeah, not 10 team. I think James like, White PPR obviously only, but I think he's draftable in 10 team too. Yeah. But like Ramondre, if you stash him at the end of your bench, I think by season's end, you might get some value out of that. I Joe, anything, anything that? Okay. All right. Well, let's, no. let's get it. Let's, let's, this is, this is the question for Joe. Uh, Moss, Singletary, and Brita also touched on this one. Go ahead, just clear that up for us. Okay, everyone's hyping Moss. I like Moss a lot. He's going to get your short yardage. I don't see him doing a ton in the receiving game, and he's going to compete with Josh Allen for touchdowns. I like him. I am not super pumped on him, but I will draft him. Singletary is your 20-20 to guy in a PPR. That's probably your dude. Uh, Not going to score a lot of touchdowns, but he's going to rack up the yardage. And then, uh, I don't know, Matt Breida, man, I – I just see him as a complete wild card. He could he could run out and score a 60-yard touchdown. They could continue to ride him right after that. He is your complete wild card. It's got me off of Moss for the most part. Um, I'd rather have Singletary, honestly, than Moss right now. But I think Singletary definitely boosted up a bit after looking. Just me looking. I, I thought Moss was the dude. I actually like have, have him targeted as a late-round running back. I want him in some leagues. I don't have him yet, and I will get him. But Singletary, I thought the value was a little high, but honestly, after looking at the stats, it might be good. Um, like this it. one, this one's my favorite one because this is like the hugest question mark and it's like the biggest fuck you in fantasy football. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Rojo, Gio Bernard, and Keyshawn Vaughn. I like Fournette for PPR. Poor Keyshawn Vaughn owners because Dude. they drafted him thinking the most last year and they got just spit in the what face. was he going six seven eight Wasn't that kind yeah of like, Jesus. yeah it was sad I think Rojo and Fournette have value this year yeah I do too the team's good like that's the thing so the, the problem gonna be is playing from ahead and you think that's going to be good for running you'd think it would be but I own Fournette and Rojo in separate leagues and one one of which I had to start Fournette a lot and every time I chose, it was the wrong guy. It was okay. a Rojo game. This year, I think, is different than last year, though. That's the thing, That, in my personal opinion. Because, you know, Brady was still getting used to everything. He had a weird 2020 offseason. He didn't really get to work out with everybody as much. Now they've all been together. They've gone through the Super Bowl grind. I think now they're going to be, like, they everybody's going to know their job on the team. And I think you're going to be able to deploy both of them. Not as your wide receiver, or not as your running back too, but as a flex play, I would feel comfortable with either of them in that spot. My biggest question about that is who plays third down? Do they split it? Is Geo put in? Like that's that's. I mean, with Tom Brady in that offense, they might never I've, have a third down. But <laughs> I think if it's third and ten, Geo's in. I think if it's anything shorter, it's either Rojo or Fournette, whoever happens to be on the rotation at that time. Yeah, but I mean, Geo can pick up those six, seven yard runs too so they can do a draw to geo i just his addition gives me a headache on this one i like fournette in a ppr fournette's just i don't know fournette's, fournette's the best than... running back on the team i know I that that's what i hate about this i personally don't want any part of any of this i'd say keep geo on your watch list just in case an injury happens to either one of fournette or rojo uh geo is an absolute ad immediately i think ninth round threshold if if you're in the ninth round and you're milling around for like maybe you missed out on running back for some reason. Like maybe you just haven't the one of these guys is good to go with, not Geo, but the other two. 
Yeah, I just I just hate it. I'm trying to stay away from it at all costs. I'm trying to go running back heavy because I, I as I've seen in drafts, it's it, it drops off that Mixon Carson line or Carson Mixon line. Carson Mixon line as Billy coined, which is the most phenomenal thing I've ever heard. So anyway, that's real too. We get it. Buccaneers are weird. There, there's too many people on that team. Um, all right, I'm gonna save the best for last because I got a couple other shittier ones. We kind of touched on this earlier, uh, or I did at least. Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, and Mark Ingram apparently. Mark Ingram might not make the team. Do not draft him. Mm. He's on the bubble. I so. wasn't planning on drafting him. I'm Heisman, just saying, no, he's, I'm just saying he's on the roster bubble. So Heisman's on the bubble. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's not looked good. Um, I like Lindsay a lot. Yeah, Lindsay is the way I would go because I think even if David Johnson like maybe shows or flashes a little bit, I still think long run it's Lindsay. All right, so we're in agreement. All right, the uh, New York Jets, Billy, we already heard yours. So uh, Neither. Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter. Coleman on first and second down. Carter on third down. That's how okay. I see it. So my thing is here is you don't want either. Like you don't want to draft them. You're not happy about them. Carter's a little too hyped for what he, I thought he would be. I, I like Carter in general, though, because of the pass catching. The only problem is it's the New York Jets. The only good part about that is it's the New York Jets. So they'll be throwing the entire game. And if Zach Wilson is anything, he's going to throw to Michael Carter a lot. I'm not saying draft him. I'm not saying reach for him. I'm saying if he's sitting there and you have, you know, you're in PPR, especially this is only PPR, grab Michael Carter as your fourth running back. Don't grab him as your third. You don't want him as your third. You don't want to fill in. You're just, you're basically just hoping that something pops off, maybe some trade bait later. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, Ty my, Johnson, man, that's, that's who you get. Ty Johnson actually has looked not bad. Yeah, he's looked Honestly, pretty good. It's, it's pretty, yeah. it's weird. But like, I'm just saying, Michael Carter, PPR, it's the Jets. They're shitty. They're never going to be running the ball. We saw Le'Veon Bell couldn't even look good on that team. Not that Le'Veon Bell looked good after the cheat or after the Pittsburgh Steelers, anyway. All right. My favorite of the conundrums, other than the Raiders fiasco, is the Cardinals, uh, Chase Edmonds and James Conner. James Conner comes in from the Steelers. Uh, what do you guys, what do you guys like? Don't like? Uh, I'm convinced Chase Edmonds, fuck. Kingsbury's wife or something because the dude looks great but they refuse to let him do anything so just based on that fact alone I've really been warming up to Connor I I do not like him as a player but I think he's a grinder and I think it's exactly what the Cardinals need they don't need another speed flash guy they got all that on their team they need a fucking pounder I think that's James Connor so I'm I'm warming up on him quite a bit I thought Edmonds was the pounder of kingsbury's wife he pounded kingsbury's wife but he cannot pound a pile okay, okay so so my logic on this and I, I billy's billy's breathing in heavy so he's got something to say here um so i think james connor was that of opportunity he came in with one of the best offensive lines he came in with one of the best passing offenses and he took over Le'Veon bell's role without with ease basically but it was because he was on a great team not because he's a great running back i think he he doesn't have speed He's not really powerful. He doesn't break tackles even. So, I mean, really, and he's not a really good pass catcher. I mean, he's okay. He's, he's average. So, honestly, Connor scares me in that fact. But you're right. Chase Edmonds, for some reason, has just not gotten the starting nod. They kind of did what the Raiders did, except I get it. Uh, Edmonds isn't quite Josh Jacobs. But uh, I love Chase Edmonds. Uh, that is my running back sleeper this year. I think he's drafted a little too high, unfortunately. But... I would love to see Chase Edmonds get the chance to be that dude because I think he can be that dude. But you know, I'm, Benjamin's looking pretty good too, though. 
I think I think it's gonna. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna. But we're also talking about camp news, so you gotta you gotta take that with a grain of salt. Okay, so first of all, I hate Cliff Kingsbury, so I don't like either of these guys because of that. Because he's gonna ruin both of them. Not that they're both not. Not that there's you know a talent discrepancy because there is. Edmonds is better than Connor, but with Cliff Kingsbury, all bets are off. I think the biggest wrench in this plan is Rondale Moore because I think they're going to deploy Rondale Moore from the backfield. Um, not as a running back, but like as a pass catcher, and that's going to kill all Edmonds. pass catching value. Yeah, that's Edmonds's bread and butter too. So that sucks. The thing, but... the thing I like about the Cardinals though is my argument for Kyler <laughs> not being able to see over the line. I don't think the defense can ever fucking see what Kyler's doing. So the running back gets a good one, two yard start with the ball in his hand before the defense even understands that Kyler doesn't have it anymore. So I think both running backs have value again. Edmonds is awesome. I, I just don't understand. The- I think Edmonds' value goes super underrated. I think he is in line for a Austin Eckler-esque year if he gets the opportunity and they don't just give it to Connor because Connor's going to get three yards every fucking time, and they're going to be like, oh, that was good. And I was like, no, give it to Chase. Let him do something. Like, Give him a chance. I, that's what I want to see. Is I, want, I want to see them give him a chance. If he doesn't do it, great. Good, like, Good for you guys for giving him a chance. But it, like, if he does, like, give him just give the man a fucking chance, dude. That's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. Anyway, I think that brings us. Unless Billy's got a game, I mean, you know, I don't have a game. Um, no, that was a good exercise. I think it's a lot. It's really important, especially this time is when drafts are really like in full swing. It's good to know kind of where we stand on these running back by committee situations or split backfields. It's good to get kind of a clarification, at least um, as far as where we're all at. So if nobody's got anything else, I think we're going to get to closing points. Um, does anybody want to go first or you want me to go first? As, I always I'll love hearing. No, I love hearing, I love hearing Billy go first. Yeah, Billy, always Billy you're always passionate about stuff. He's always got something really passionate to say. Oh, well, you're going to love this. So uh, Angelina Jolie joined Instagram Who's over that? the weekend. She's an actress. Okay. Um, been in a couple movies. You may have heard of them in the past. Okay. Tomb Raider, you know. Pop pop culture. Got it. Yeah. Angela yes. Jolie, right. And she actually broke the record for having the most followers within two hours of joining Instagram. Took away that crown from Jennifer Aniston. Dude. How about that? Aniston. Oh, she's my babe. She has posted two things. She has posted two things. Joe's now following her, I'm sure. <laughs> I am. I just I just <laughs> I don't have an Instagram, but I guarantee that I can break her record. <laughs> Joe loves the Instagram. Instagram. I'm very upset about the. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Well, that was that was really sad, Bill. Okay. I was expecting some Lara Croft shit on there. Well, I'm I mean, gonna go cry. it's just it's just begun. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I thought she was obviously nude if she broke. Wait the for record. wait for those throwback Thursday pics. Yeah. All right. Joe, have at it. All right. Um. I can't follow that up too well, but stop being a nutsack. <laughs> if oh there's God, any one of our followers that's a nutsack, stop it. The guys, okay, drafts are very hard to organize. And the guys that are just like, oh, we can't, can't wait. We got to wait till after the preseason in case there's, there's injuries. And yeah, one, you got a phone, you can draft wherever the fuck you want. So it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're not driving because we do not condone that on offensive points. But you if know. you are parked and you are in a safe area, you can fucking draft due to the miracles of goddamn technology, and you do not win or lose your draft 
at or your season at the draft. So quit being the guy that screws everybody else out of drafting because something or other. It's just it pisses me off. Wow. Okay. Every fucking league I'm in with people, except for ours. Bad. Ours usually goes fairly swimmingly. But everybody else. No, every no, no, league, no, no, no. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I gotta I gotta time out your final thoughts here. What? It does not go swimmingly. I deal with it. And y'all, I, I don't I just want to remind you guys again on air that I retired. And y'all no, you're doing an extra shut up. No, you guys need to play in the draft. It doesn't go swimming. It's a bitch trying to get all y'all bitches schedules and let's see when you guys can do things and then get everything together. You You guys made you made an instant. You made a Facebook poll and we voted on it. What are you talking about? But I told people to choose more than one option and people chose one option. And then I had to reach out to everyone individually and make sure that they could do other days and stuff. Well, I don't have Facebook, so it wasn't as hard as you're making it out to be. Okay, it's a bitch. Okay, but just don't be that nutsack in a draft. Seriously, don't especially, also, especially in our draft. Don't be, have... don't be a nutsack, commissioners. Don't be yeah. a nutsack, commissioner. Don't be it's a nutsack. Fine. I'm retired. Anyway, no, um, no. The reason he's saying this is because we were in that draft that we had yesterday. Uh, this, this dude. It was supposed to happen last Wednesday, and he's like, "Yeah, we're postponing it because people didn't pay or something like that." And I was like, "Wait, what? Like, no, twenty five fucking twenty five dollars." And I was like sitting there, and somebody, somebody tried to give me a lesson. I gained a rival in this conversation, which was great. It was, it was in good taste. Fortunately, I, I was like, "This guy's like, it's because of technically, it's hard to like, uh, it doesn't matter the amount, but it's hard to like, uh, get the get the funds and stuff." And I was like. Yeah, if it was a thousand dollars, it's twenty five dollars. Who doesn't have twenty five twenty five dollars in their fucking wallet right now? But anyway, that was the whole thing. But yeah, no, the the thing got rescheduled once, and then they were trying to reschedule it again. And me and Joe were just like, dude, nut up, like let's fucking go, fucking draft, let's fucking draft. All right. Anyway, my closing thought is, Billy, it's all about Billy. So my closing thought is, this man has the audacity to talk about teams and players and say that this team's bad or this player, you know, yada, yada, yada. So he hates the Eagles, even though if somehow the uh, Spencer Rattler, the next Patrick Mahomes got drafted by the Eagles, he would become an Eagles fan overnight and have a jersey on his wall. So Agreed. So this man will talk shit on a team, even though he barely has a team. He has a team because Baker Mayfield went there, but he didn't really even – Say it was his team until they started doing good. He bought a Baker Mayfield jersey. Not even true. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. The day that he got drafted, no, no, no. I bought you that bought jersey. the Mayfield jersey, but you also own a lot of jerseys behind you. One I'm seeing right now that I think is Ezekiel Elliott, which you've talked a lot of shit on, but you own the jersey and chose. He won me a league when I bought that and jersey. Chose I bought it to hang of that. it on your wall that Ezekiel Elliott is on there, but you want to talk shit on him and talk about Tony Pollard. See, and then here's had, the thing: season to season, like next year, I might love Zeke. Who knows? It's season to season. So the man has no team, but he wants to hate on a team that could and will be potentially good. I, oh, here I we go. Here we go with the Eagles. Anyway, and will no, be no, no. This is a rant good. about. This is a rant about Bill. This is not a rant about me. He also <laughs> I has just a, like the way you phrase that. <laughs> oh yeah, bail the Eagles defense. Bailed myself out. Anyway, I believe that's a Traquan Smith jersey back there as well. Is that Traquan nope. Smith? Brandon Cooks. Even worse somehow. Brandon Cooks, anyway. Andrew Luck, Cam Chancellor. And which I was just about to say, he joined the 12th man when the 12th man was getting bandwagoners. So this man, don't, don't listen to I him anything about his team <laughs> stuff. He can talk all about players. He does know about players. I'll give him that. I'm, 
Billy, this is my closing thought. I know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what this like. There's nothing. No defense here. Obviously, I don't really have a team other than I like the Browns. So anyway, when me and me and Joe talk about our teams, we mean it, and we know because we watch them and we see them all the time. Billy just goes, "Oh, the Eagles, the the Eagles are going to be bad." You know about my team? The, there. Oh no, I know nothing about it. That's why I'm not on it yet. Um, but no, actually I was busy last week, but anyway, just saying when Joe says something about the bears, he means it. When he's talking about Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney's a stud. Darnell Mooney's going to be a steal. And, and Jalen Ramsey's. Five. Sorry. Have I made these large Browns things to talk about? Like, I don't understand. Like I haven't talked about the Browns no, at you've all. talked bad about our teams because we're fans. Basically. I did not I'm say trying, about the Browns. I'm, I'm trying to finish my closing thoughts. Bears. Here, I'm excited for the bears. <laughs> I'm trying to finish my closing thoughts. And when I say we're in the Eagles, court. When the Eagles aren't going to be four and eleven, I'm telling you that they're not going to be four and eleven. The Eagles will win at least seven games, and I will do a fireball bet on that if anyone wants to take it. Seven. Well, we already, I think we already have one, so we're not going to make another one. I'll I want a second one. one. A second one. <laughs> I'll take you up on a second one. Oh all right. God. Well, anyway, just all right. But anyway, my re- my real closing thought. I just wanted to rag on Bill, especially the Zeke jersey. That was my main thing. But uh, no, in general, just uh, it's draft season. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, if people got rule changes and commissioners are trying to get things together, it is a bitch being a commissioner. Uh, we all know that if you've done it, uh, trying to wrangle up people's free schedules and trying to, especially if you do it live, it's definitely a bitch trying to get everything together. So uh, appreciate commissioners. Don't be a douchebag and just fucking draft, man. It's draft season. Do it. Draft season. Best right, time Joe. of the year. Get us out of here. Good night.